Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kind of being part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. Welcome aboard. Eric Hayes is in the house. Bridge MCP is in the house. Yeah, you know, it's not technical difficulties. It's speed difficulties trying to get everything calculated and running just fine, just fine, just fine. Anyhow, how is Alistair Waters doing? She's in the house. We also have Bridge MCP, or beautiful, beautiful Bridge MCP. And E2247 is in the house, along with Michael Rutnan, the one and only AVQ. How are you guys doing today, my brothers and my sisters? How is everybody doing? All right, let's go ahead and get busy with the program. We got started with NBC News. Twitter users vote for Elon Musk to step down as CEO in poll he launched. The billionaire said earlier that he would abide by the results of the Twitter poll, which he launched amid mountain backlash against his leadership of the site. More than 17.5 million voters were ca- voter- votes were cast in the poll, with 57.5 in favor of Twitter's seven down. Imagine being so unpopular that your tweets cost, cost you over $100 billion. Dollars. Ridiculous, isn't it? Anyhow, continuing. Gizmodo, Trump's badly photoshopped NFTs appear to use photos from small clothing brands. The images were so lazy that based on reverse image searches, they were edited photos scrapped, uh, scraped off the internet. Gizmodo reached out to both companies to see if they had any agreement with the NFT project to seemingly use their products. But we did not hear back. NFTs are supposed to be originally created works, not ripoffs of other people's designs. If Trump had not previously licensed these images, he would be on the hook for any profits received reselling them. It also means that these who, those who bought NFTs who lose their digital rights over the, uh, their purchase and could sue for a refund. I can predict the future. Two class action lawsuits are forthcoming. Trump will soon lose double his ill-gotten gains while being exposed as a grifter again. What I don't get, this was simple. NFTs are a sham anyway, right? But there are people who made millions on NFTs. But here is it, non-fungible, trading, whatever, something. Anyhow, um, I don't know what it is really. I I read up on NFTs long time ago and I just couldn't, couldn't envision it in my head. Why would anybody want to own an NFT? But, you know, they, why would anybody want to own cryptocurrency? I don't know. Okay? But, how, you know, people like to talk about how this guy's prowess, he's a good businessman. All his followers like to talk about him being a good businessman. How difficult it would have been if Trump is going to be selling $99, $99 NFT cards, right? How difficult would it have been to simply purchase a photographer 500 bucks or so, have him come to Mar-a-Lago, take pictures, pay a couple thousand dollars to a photo expert to create all the laser beam coming out of his eyes and all that kind of stuff, and have a total investment of probably eh, 5,000 bucks, and then you go ahead and start selling your NFT cards. Nobody would be able to say, I can do a search on the internet, but he's such a lousy businessman that he, he doesn't know anything about online anything. And the people he commanded to do this are just as much of shysters as he is. And once again, they screwed up. So when he's selling these NFTs, they mean nothing. 
So he's going to fool a lot of people and sell NFTs. And you know what somebody's going to do? Somebody's going to buy the NFT just so that they can reverse engineer and find where it came from and then sue him. And they'll just be doing it for a, a profit center. Huh. I have never seen the degree of ineptitude that once was in charge of this country. Americans who voted for Trump not one time, but twice should be utterly ashamed of themselves that somebody, not only a crook they put into office, but somebody who is so mentally incapacitated that even as a business person, well, we don't need to go any further. For anyone interested in seeing this themselves, Matthew Sheffield features a tweet storm showing the side-by-side -side comparison of Trump's stolen Photoshop images to the original source, What's interesting is the positions of the hands are identical, making obvious that the images were stolen. Probably my favorite one is a Trump tuxedo ripoff. Well, you know what? Since you, since you went ahead and searched it, I'm going to give all our people the honor of seeing Trump as a ripoff. And here we go. Here we go. Check it out. There we go. And I'm scrolling through. So that all the people who are watching us on video can see what was actually stolen by Trump for his NFTs. Anyhow, thank you for providing that uh, uh, AVQ. That is appreciated. I think people love to see, you know, that we don't let these folks get away with crap. Last one from Miguel Rodnin says, boing, boing. The New York Times cross puzzle looks like a swastika. Here's what it said the last time this happened. Nothing says happy Shanuka like a puzzle in the shape of a swastika. Today's New York Times crossword puzzle layout sure looks like a swastika. The complaints about it led to a tweet from the United New York Times Games account, Go Viral, in which it swears it was not a swastika. Yes, aye, it's not a swastika. Honest to God, no one sits down to make a crossword puzzle that says, hey, you know what would look cool? A close uh, look at the tweet, though, shows it was posted in 2017. The last time this happened, it appears not to have yet commented on the latest puzzle. Looks like a swastika. I've got to see this myself. I didn't even see that tweet, ABQ. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And how do you do that on Anuka, right? Check it out, guys. Let me show it to you all. There you go. Does it look like a quasi-swastika, like a... A bent out of shape swastika? Not a good thing. Not a good thing. Uh, you know, don't they ever have reviewers to kind of look at these things and see what's going on? I don't know. But yeah, it sure does look like one. I'm sorry. It does. Looks like one. Anyway, into our show we have read the summary of the January 6th uh, committee. Thank you for providing us with the summary. Uh, let's see if there's anything. Oh, it's you, you gave us the handout. Thank you so kindly, El Senor E2247, for providing that to us. Just so that you guys can see that our people are always on the ball. This is what was provided by E2247. The summary at the Washington Post and placed in, uh, in PDF form. I'll probably download the PDF and post it on our site as well. Thank you for providing that link there, E2247. I can always count on our peeps to do what's right. All right, uh, Bridge MCP says, watch the January 6th. Yes, now we shall see. I watched it. 
you know, uh, they turned it over. And, and they, we, earlier in this thing, we thought Trump was not going to be turned over as someone to, con- to prosecute. He was turned over to the, turned over, turned over, turned over. All right, Eric Hayes says, the almighty EV in winter is a big suck. Loss of 15 to 30%. Oh, uh, you know what? I want to see what you're talking about. There's no doubt electric cars lose, cold, lose range in cold temperatures. According to Recurrent, some up can lose up as much as 35% of their estimated range in freezing weather. However, there are many factors involved and every vehicle is different. No matter which AV you choose, it's going to have fewer miles of range in the winter than in the, in the warmer seasons. If you live in an area that experiences cold weather often, you may want to choose your EV wisely. Not only, I imagine that you can put some stuff on your battery to warm it up or whatever. I don't see that as a big loss. I see that as a technological future that we have to, all right, something that we have to handle in the future, just like how, I don't know if you guys remember when Equal just came out, that sugar sweetener just came out. You put it in water that's too hot and it changed, it dissolved into, it lost its sweetness or it, uh, it changed into a chemical that wasn't very stable, not good for you. Again, Engineering is not getting everything 100% immediately. Engineering is building towards the future. And and in this build towards the future, we are reducing our dependence on oil, which is the ultimate goal. So uh, when when you get sarcastic, Brother Hayes, about the almighty EV, why are you so negative on the EV? The EV is something we want. We want vehicles that are not emitting anything. And the only way to do that is an electric vehicle or a hydrogen vehicle, right? Come on. Doesn't take rocket science to understand that. Sound climate policy. Now others will follow Ohio legislature passes bill opening all state land to fracking, labeling natural gas, green energy. Yikes. That's terrible. NBC. January 6th panel refers four GOP Congress members to the House Ethics Committee. The House Committee investigating the Capitol rat is referring four uh, number, members of Congress, including GOP leader Kevin McCarthy of California, to the House Ethics Committee for noncompliance with subpoenas, calling them to testify about former President Donald Trump's attempt to interfere with the results of the 2020 election. In addition, McCarthy, the committee named GOP Representative Jim Jordan, Scott Perry, and Andy Biggs. And all of them are supposed to be leaders in the what again? They're supposed to be leaders in the next Congress. So we have crooked people already set up to lead the Congress. Michael Rana says, guessing the mail didn't get delivered yet. Uh, no, our mail didn't get delivered yet. Is there something there that I need to see? I'll, I'll be waiting, my brother, and I'll let you know as soon as it gets here. All right, Lee Grant says, don't let your Trump hatred distract you from border crisis. The border is in crisis. You're right. And I think I can walk and chew gum at the same time. Last I remembered, I don't think I fell down the last time I tried walking and chewing gum. So I'm okay. Uh, The border is a mess. But I have a, and you know what? I'm going to stop right here and play my border clip. Let me see. Nah, let's let's, let's wait a second here. Let me see. Uh, Trump is fallen. Let's go ahead also and look for my border clip. Uh, where's my border clip? Uh, Miss Radetz. And there we go. All right. I'm going to hold off a second and finish reading your stuff first. But I have a clip about the border. I got a clip. Uh, it was his poll. Yes, it was his poll. All right. Next one. Bridge MCP. An insurrection is bigger than the border. Absolutamente so. 
Uh, Daniel Lido says they know exactly what they're doing on the border. I don't think so. All right. Uh, Lawrence says, or rather, E2247, Lawrence Tribe, Tribe Law will discuss today's special committee report and its criminal referrals on CNN with Aaron Burnett at 7.15 tonight on, uh, I think that will be on, El Burnett is on CNN though. Yeah, yeah, she is. All right. Continuando con lo que estamos haciendo, vamos a ver. Michael Rudnan says, should have hired a few artists, sit down with them to do a few poses, and then make those for resale. It's unbelievable to steal artists' work without permission. The guy is crazy. But when you're a shyster, that's what you do. All right. Abrid says, here we go. Hunter Hillary Border Bonds. Keywords. Got anything else? That's Eric Hayes for you. You know, he's stuck in the loop. Our brother is stuck in the loop, but we are going to eventually give him an off-ramp. All right, Breach, Breach, be prepared. Be prepared to give brother Eric Hayes an off-ramp. He's your brother, after all, and we love him. All right, co-conspirators in efforts to overturn election identified in the January 6th Committee Executive Committee. One, Trump. Two, Meadows, Giuliani, Eastman, Clark, Cheese, Chessy, bro. I was about to say cheeseburger. Ha! All right. Tony Ornato needs a very good defense attorney because he went out there and he lied. He claimed, I can't recall that Donald Trump actually jumped and held the wheel trying to get us to the Capitol. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. E2247 has another link on the chain for us. And I guess I better put E2247's link up because it says, one co-conspirator in efforts to overturn election. And there we go. There we go. There we go. I don't think I have it on the screen, but I do now. I do now. All right. Continuing with what we're talking about. Uh, let's see what we got. Uh, Eric Hayes says, Bridge MCP still worried about bad orange men. Washington should take the plank out of their own past sides. I mean, if they, we, we have, he, he's still running the Republican Party. All right. Michael Rodney says, hey, conservatives in the chat, are you going after Hillary and Hunter Biden? What crimes do you think they committed? When your political opposition alleged crimes, they show evidence of a failed insurrection attempt and stolen government documents, sort the crimes committed, and only then point blame at those responsible. Rodney, I love the way you said that. All right, Tom C. says, Daniel Doe attempted insurrection, so attempted murder is not as bad as actual murder, but both crimes are serious felonies and should result in guilty verdict and prison sentence. Bridge MCP says, concerned as he still has a following, a cult, he needs to go down and he will. But you know, when he falls, he's going to fall hard. Eric Hayes says, gosh, we have energy crisis and inflation crisis and foreign policy crisis. We do not have an energy crisis. We have a dirty energy crisis that is creating the climate crisis. So we solve the dirty energy crisis. We start to mitigate the climate crisis. The inflation crisis was created by corporate greed and corporate ineptitude. Punto final. Foreign policy crisis? I don't think so. Our foreign policy is just fine. I don't know what you're talking about there. So no, we're not in crisis at all. I mean, the Republican Party would like to create false crises like they create crises, like they create false narratives on 
many other things. But that's not the case. Not worried, concerned, he gets punished. Eso es de la señora Bridge MCP. All right, continuing, Eric K says, don't have the energy capacity or grid for EV, so have that in your unbearable thing. We actually do have it, and here's how it goes. Right now, power companies at night have a lot of excess power. They have to shut down or shut down generators or put things into the ground, ground out, lose a lot of energy. All we have to do, oh, something good. I'm going to be looking for that, Brother Rudnin. I'll be looking for that, Brother Rudnin. All right, check this out. We have a lot of energy capacity at night. If people are instructed or advised to charge all their stuff at night, the grid would be in full circulation all the time. We need a lot more grid power. Don't get me wrong. You're right about that. But I'm saying the stopgap measure is to charge mostly during the nights, and we would have enough. That would be fine. All right, continuing. Let's see what else we got here. Daniel Ledo says, the border is a mess, says Egberto, but it's Trump's fault. Actually, it is. And since you brought that up in about two minutes, I'm going to show you why. Uh, so, let's see. South is a mess on purpose. Crisis caused by Washington. We agree, Eric Hayes. The crisis at the border was caused by Washington, giving power to the plutocracy who created problems in Central and South America and the Caribbean that makes all these people that are coming over here thinking that this is a way to get a better life after we've done pilfered them throughout south of the border. But that's for another time. Para ver, para ver, uh, Maywood says... Daniel Adol, still in Danal, are you, Daniel? I guess all the evidence, all the testimony, all the facts won't dissuade you into seeing the truth. Won't work, will it? You'd find an excuse to justify what happened. All the injuries, all the damage, even the convictions you find an excuse for. That is what's known, Maywood, as willful ignorance. It's a mental problem. And by the way, it's not only conservatives that have it. Progressives have it as well on certain issues. That's why we at Politics Done Right, we are, yes, we are progressives, but there are certain things that we have to be cognizant of and not let our progressivicity, is that progressiveness, get in our eyes just like conservatives have that issue as well. Okay, uh, para ver qué vamos a hacer. Egberto, is your electric bill up? Yes, it is freaking crisis quick gas like my electric bill is not up because of an energy crisis. My electric bill is not up because of any of those issues. Our electric bills are up because the corporatocracy are thugs. And if you keep blaming anything other than a corporatocracy, that proves that you choose to be willfully ignorant, my brother. Please don't. All right, let's continue. Let's continue. Let's continue. Para ver, para ver, para ver. Eric Hayes says, bullcrap. People should not be limited via your power. Issues Washington created everything. Yes, Washington created it, driven by a purchase set of politicians who make the rules. You're right. That's why we need progressives. Thank you for agreeing with me, Eric. Lee Grant says, regardless of your politics, in many parts of the U.S., we will soon be very happy to have fossil fuels to heat our 
posteriors through the Arctic blast. I would too. That's not the point. Egberto, oh yeah, the biggest problem with progressives and leftists is that we are too ready to attack each other rather than actual sources of our problems. One look on any left social media feed will prove such truth. Thank you, Rodney, you're right. Let me give a good example. DFA just closed its doors. Uh, Democracy for America. I love that group. In fact, I've interviewed the president and CEO of that group, uh, Yvette Simpson, several times. I uh, interviewed her at Netroots and I interviewed her, her here in our studio. But she resigned and they're closing shop because they were $392 million short. And of course, instead of saying that we have a moderate ring of the Democratic Party that would like to see groups like Progressive Democrats, uh, the Democratic uh, uh, DFA, Democrats for America, and all these other progressive groups, they would love to see these groups gone. In other words, it's not just uh, right-wingers that want these groups gone. It's the neoliberals that want these groups gone, so they dried up their money. And the, the small dollar amounts just weren't coming in because, again, in these election times, a lot of... Anyway, I'm trying to arrange an, a, an interview with her to, to get her side of the story, but I pretty much know what her side of the story is going to be. But again, a lot of the attacks that came against her, if not all, came from supposedly progressive people. And that's the name of the game. That's the name of the game. All right. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead. And before that, let's see. Tom C. says, which January 6th committee completed investigation and submitted findings earlier so Democratic Congress had time to make changes in laws needed to prevent a future attempt to overturn a free and fair election. I agree. The problem is that they're too timid. They are generally too timid. All right. For those of you who thought, well, let, 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 let me play the Donald Trump one first, and then we'll go to the other video. Check it out. Well, yes, we may be in the waning powers of Donald Trump. You know, we've said that before, but this time it looked like it may be real. That, that Republicans are happy now to really talk about Donald Trump and the future without Donald Trump. Let's go ahead and listen to a few of these and then we'll take it on the other side. Here are those Republican lawmakers yesterday directly blaming former President Donald Trump for their party's poor performance in the midterms. Take a look. President Trump lost again, uh, and I know a lot of people in our party uh, love the president, former president, but he's, uh, if you will, the kiss of death for somebody who wants to win a general election. I think his obsession with the 2020 election became uh, an albatross and, and a reliability for you know, people who are running, especially in swing states. I think he's less relevant all the time. Um, again, even if you capture all of the, the Trump voters, you may be able to win a primary, but you're not necessarily going to win a general election. Those candidates most closely associated with President, former President Trump underperformed. That is objective. And those who had a little bit more distance tended to do a little bit better. 
Is former President Trump's endorsement the kiss of death, as another Republican senator said today? One thing Democrats have done a good job. They got their mail-in. They did a better job with early votes, mail-in and early voting. I think people vote based on what they, they think is important to them. They don't vote because one of us tells them they should vote that way. Oh, I don't think this, this was any referendum on, on President Trump. Uh, I think this is a referendum on us learning uh, the cycle of how to run an election. We as Republicans have to learn about getting people out to vote. Uh, Cats out of the bag with early voting. Donald Trump's presence was so significant here. Republicans are ready to embrace him in 2024 as they're standing there. Uh, I don't quite see it that way. Uh, the Trump factor helps some and it hurts some, depending where you're at. Uh, Biden's not overly popular, but they won because I think their financing system is so much better than ours. So... Joe, what does uh, Trump have on Lindsey Graham? I mean, or, what, what, what else could it be? I, no power. I, I mean, it's I'm, nothing. No, no, no. I mean, everybody's like, oh, what's he having Lindsey? What's he have on these people? Nothing. Nothing. They're shameless. They're afraid to go it's, to the voters. When it was cool for Lindsey to be part of our group, to run Newt Gingrich out of town, he was first in line. He was, he was the revolutionary's revolutionary. Mm-hmm. And then... When suddenly that was not invoked, suddenly he became John McCain's son mm-hmm. and, you know, a political son. And we were like, what? How do you go from like running coups with us to being like John McCain's son who Senator McCain, God bless him. I loved him. Uh, but he had very little use for us. Right. Right. And, and then you- how do you how do you go? But John McCain was running for president. So Lindsey ran to the power. Mm-hmm. And then when Donald Trump ran for president. Lindsey ran to the power. Donald Trump is not having the best time of his life. First, his tax his tax reports had to be turned over. Then uh, there's a referral now to the Justice Department from the uh, January 6th committee. Now Republicans are turning against him in droves. They're starting to turn against him. His poll numbers are falling. Hey, this may be the time. We've said it several times before, but this just may be the time. One of the things that Lindsay, uh, not Lindsay, but uh, uh, Liz had to say in the meeting, uh, Liz Cheney, was that she wants to make sure and all of us should want to make sure that never again does this guy. We don't even have to take him to have uh, folks try to elect him. We should make sure that uh, constitutionally he does not have the right to run in an election any longer. I mean, it is it it it, it may be happening. It may be happening. We may actually see that this guy gets put away in the long run, which couldn't come soon enough. The evil that he represented to this country and unfortunately the carnal nature that he pulled out of a whole lot of his constituents that, you know, unless I haven't had a Donald Trump, while some of that stuff may have been recessive, he brought it all out. But we'll see what happens, folks. We'll see what happens. Donald Trump, your days are numbered. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where, sorry about that, but Donald Trump, your days are, what again, they are numbered. Your days are numbered, Donald Trump. And you know what? Good for, good for Donald Trump that he has his days numbers, right? 
Anyhow, folks, we got, did I, did I read that right? Is it somebody's birthday? I guess so. Happy birthday, Paul Fleming Sr. How are you doing? <laughs> That's why I was late back. I wanted to do something nice for Paul Fleming. Uh, it's his birthday. So I wanted to put a card up, but I could only get to the graphics program a little bit fast enough to come up with something quick to say. Happy birthday, Senor Fleming. Thank you for being here. Thank you for always being here. As, as Tom C. says, folks, please go and start giving us those thumbs up. We need those thumbs up. We need those thumbs up. Anyhow, let's continue with our readings here. Tom C., Bridge MCB, Dita Trolls are really active today. Give them some love. Sometime you give a little bit of love, it works. All right. What else have we got here? We've got, uh, let's see what, Eric Hayes, let's see, Lee Grant replying, say what? Is what, <laughs> Lee, I didn't know you could speak in slang, uh, say, uh, uh, Grant, I'm proud of you. Daniel Ado, y'all do realize that even when Trump is gone, the conservative ideology still remains. Trump is not a conservative. Can't believe that you you are a real conservative like you, Ledo, still will try to make Trump into a conservative. Without Trump, we are still coming after abortion, still buying guns, still against CRT and adolescent genital mutilation, still away, want to close the border and digital and deport undocumented. Well, you know the thing. Yeah, I know. And you guys are con going to continue to shrink, 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 shrink. That's okay, Daniel. Eventually, you'll shrink so much that you're going to... As, as happens with the derivative, you're going to go into the, what's the word? Insignificance, maybe? But, and then you'll probably decide at that point to join where most humans are, I'm pretty sure. Bridge MCP says, guys, I have no idea what you're replying to. FB comments disappear for me. I'm so sorry to hear that. Uh, and everybody's wishing Brother Fleming a happy baby. I mean... Uh, a happy birthday, <laughs> baby. <laughs> All right, Daniel, let's see what else we got here. Got to read. They knew how a culture conspiracy. Shiva Las Vegas says, stop that, Egberto. You know nothing will happen to the Teflon Don. Shiva Las Vegas. Shiva Las Vegas. Don't be. Don't say that. Let's make sure. Let's make sure that something happens. That's in your power, Shiva. Only if you say that will that be a reality. Uh, let's see what Michael says. Egberto, save some emojis for the next time. All right. I like that. I, I like that, brother. I like your emojis, dear. I'm going to save that for the next time. Michael Rodney Trump isn't a conservative. He's an authoritarian. Thank you for that. All right. Let's go ahead and play the video. We are talking about the border. Now, who's at fault for the border? Please tell me. To who shall we blame the border? I have an answer for you. Check this out. Martha Reddits, host of ABC's This Week, surprised me today. Usually, she always seems to appease Republicans. Well, today, she really nailed Greg Abbott. I want you to listen to this, and then we'll take it on the other side, because I haven't heard anybody hit the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, like this before. Not even on MSNBC or other supposedly more friendly channels. Check this out, and we'll take it on the other side. You talk about the border wall, you talk about open borders. I don't think I've ever heard President Biden say, we have an open border, come on over. But people I have heard say it are you, 
our former President Trump or Ron DeSantis, that message reverberates in Mexico and beyond. I don't think I've ever heard President Biden say, we have an open border, come on over. But people I have heard say it for you are former President Trump or Ron DeSantis. That message reverberates in Mexico and beyond. So they do get the message that it is an open border and smugglers use all those kinds of statements. It was it was known from the time that Joe Biden got elected that Joe Biden supported open borders. Uh, it is known uh, by the cartels who have sophisticated information whether or not the Biden administration is going to enforce the immigration laws or not. It's known across the world, but most importantly, known among the cartels. And how do you play into that? What can you do better? Uh, so we have every level of government doing everything we can to prevent people from coming into the country illegally or repelling them or arresting them and putting them behind bars. Again, uh, Martha Raddatz, she didn't really, at least from the clip that she played, she didn't push back on what Governor Abbott had to say. But suffice it to say, Governor Abbott doesn't have much to do with enforcing uh, enforcing immigration. That is a federal federal job. So when he says we're going to lock them up and all that kind of stuff, what he means is uh, if he catches somebody, uh, he throws them in jail and then pass them on to ICE or something like that. But that is common procedure uh, anyway for in most of these red states. Anyhow, of course, you know, they're not going to do that close to poultry plants and all this kind of stuff because they want to make you believe that they don't want immigration, but their wealthy benefactors, the corporatocracy, they do want these folks to come out there and work for them. So don't buy the Kool-Aid that somehow these guys are not out there trying to play both sides of the aisle. Make sure we have enough of these undocumented workers to work in these factories for cheap. But at the same time, our outward faces, we hate immigration. We the, These guys are coming over to take over our country. You know, it's two sides of the coin. So don't be fooled. But what Martha Raddatz did there was very important. The people on the other side are hearing that America has open borders, not from the president, not from President Biden, not from Democrats, not from progressives, but from folks like Greg Abbott, uh, Ron DeSantis, and other Republicans. They are the ones who now, uh, Martha Raddatz said, let's go ahead and pin on you guys that you are telling folks overseas, come on to the United States. There are, in fact, open borders. But in closing, People don't put themselves at risk unless they are in dire straits. And United States policy throughout this world, and specifically throughout Latin America, leads, lends itself to what's occurring right now. And that is something we should understand. A lot of our policies, whether it's become supporting the wrong, uh, supporting dictatorships, supporting uh, uh, folks who uh, renege on land rights, who renege on land distribution, etc. It creates poverty. Even the some of our treaties that we've signed create problems. So many of the reasons these people are coming to America were problems that were pretty much instigated by we, by us. 
we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form. Hey, Daniel, are you saying that uh, Dan Patrick is going to be here in uh, Kingwood at the Los Cucos right here in uh, at, at, on 59 in Kingwood? Uh, is it an open tea party meeting? Because I may go ahead, I may attend. Uh, let me know if that's the case. I may want to attend and see if he'll talk to me. Uh, I may want to attend and see if he'll talk to me. Uh, so is it an open meeting? And by the way, are you going to be there? I may just go ahead and, and visit and see if I can get an interview with him. All right, let's add it. I, 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 get, I get the notices and I didn't get, I didn't get it at all. All right, let's see. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Where did I leave off? Where did I leave off? Where did I leave off? Okay, here we go. Michael Rudnan replying, Teflon Don has avoided prosecution for so many crimes, whether financial crimes for his businesses, financial crimes from office. There's, a, there's two, two kinds of law systems in this country. One for people who are privileged and one for those who are not. Who are the ones that are not privileged? Just remember my three phrases, the ghettos, the barrios, and Appalachia. And that gives you the answer. All right, uh, Melanie Keelan, I didn't see you in the house before. Welcome aboard, Melanie. Great to see you here. Representing Barcelona, Spain. Uh, we also have in the house, uh, well, I think Lee Grant says, I've heard on PDR that the border under Biden is now humane. I wonder if this compels some illegals to come. Uh, first of all, they're not illegals. They're human beings. And, you know, I, I guess those people on the Mayflower kind of had a feeling that America may have been the land of milk and honey. They got here. They could barely survive. The people who were originally here helped them to survive, and then they effected genocide on the people who helped them. Hmm. Now, the people that are coming in south of the border, they're coming in here because the people who had effected genocide on the original natives of North America decided to effect uh the fleecing of natural resources and other items in the countries south of the border, creating the types of economic systems that create poverty that lends the strongest of those people south of the border to come to the United States. They're not coming to effect genocide on the people who effected genocide on the natives. They're coming just to get a job, make some money to either stay here or send some back home and make this a better place. And for that, we give them hell. Hmm. I wonder what would Jesus say? I wonder what would Jesus say? All right, let's see. Daniel Ledo says, yes. Does that mean, yes, it's open? And yes, uh, it's tonight. Open meeting, yeah. I'll be there to, to yell at him for not closing the Texas border, telling the feds to F off and start shipping out. Oh. <laughs> oh, Daniel, I love you, brother. Love you, brother. All right. Okay, let's see. Eric A says, Maywood, bad government policy. Anyway, I, I got a new subject to cover, and I want, and this is a nice subject. This, this plays into everything that I believe in, everything that I preach. I watched this on CBS last night, 
And when I tell you, oh, how did I, did all these, oh, I got to clean that up. I got to clean that up. Anyway, it really kind of brought me to tears, but it proves all the things that I always say that many of you yourself say, okay? And it goes like this. Um, let me put it on the screen first of all. New Jersey man receives kidney donation from Texas stranger. It was reported out of uh, CVS Philadelphia. And I wrote, this story is a real, well, let me read what the story is about. Philadelphia CVS, the life, a, the life of a New Jersey man has been changed forever. It's all thanks to a donation from a complete stranger. Roy McIntosh was in need of a kidney. When his wife, Tashira, turned to social media to support, uh, she found, uh, for support, uh, she found something better, a solution. Heather Schaefer, an army wife from Texas, offered to give McIntosh one of her kidneys. After months of tests, she was given the green light to become his donor. I'm just amazed. I'm going to give you another hug. I can't believe it was her. But I do believe it. She's real, Macintosh said. Now, the reason I talk about this brought me to tears. I, I, I just kind of copied that and blogged it uh, yesterday. And I put in the story, this story is a real human story. One could take so many angles with the kidney donation transplant, especially in these polarized times, right? I mean, we are meant to believe that we are so different in the way we think, in the things that we believe. In, I mean, and, and what I always point out is if I sit down with every single person in this room right now and ask them what they want, what they want for their families, etc., it's generally the same thing. And in this case, this guy needed a kidney. But when we talk about how common we are in the things in need, what we are, who we are, both biologically and otherwise, this story is great because it's exactly what I talk about all the time, specifically the following. And it goes like this. This black man, his wife couldn't give him a kidney. His brother couldn't give him a kidney. His relatives couldn't give him a kidney because they didn't have a match. Here is this white woman far-fledged in Texas who said, who said, let me see if I have the right markers in my genetics that it will be symbiotically related to this brother in New Jersey. And while his own relatives couldn't give him a kidney because they weren't matches, this woman from afar Supposedly from a different race. I, I'm glad that Bridge says we are all one human race. Out of the benevolence of her heart, she says, I have two functioning kidneys. I am very healthy. I am going to do the right thing. I'm going to do, I don't even want to call it the right thing because the right thing isn't not given or given. The right thing was having compassion and she gave while she gave the kidney, right? And, you know, 
when I see this, what comes to mind is why do we continue? Why do we continue to allow politicians, a plutocracy, and all these guys to make us seem like there are real differences among us? We allow them to create those separations. Why do we allow that? And I would hope that all these news networks start showing stories like this instead of just stories about humans after humans and CRT and all of it. We need to learn history. We need to learn about the genocide we've committed. We need to learn about the good things we've done. We need to learn about all these things. It simply makes us the flaw, the flawed humans that we are. That's all. Nothing more, nothing less. Nothing more, nothing less. Michael Rodney says, Egberto, while I like stories like this, in less than five years, we're likely to see 3D printed kidneys ready for human transplant and in one form of suffering. I'd rather have a systemic solution than a feel-good story for one lucky person. I hear, I hear you. I hear you. And I agree with you, Brother Rudnan. But what I'm saying, this, I, notice what I said in my header, in my lead. I said, this story is a real human story. One could take so many angles with this kidney donation transplant, especially in these polarized times. While this is a kidney story, a healthcare story, the bigger story to me, that has created trouble all over the land is the commonality of these two people that our society would like to make very different when they're not that different at all. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. And I, that's why I love the story. Taking it from the, the, the last angle, of course, is we shouldn't wait on a feel-good story that only helps one person when there are thousands of people waiting for a kidney. You're right about that. Egberto, they all come as illegals. Immigrants are illegal to start. They come to get legal. Thank you for that clarification, Bridge. And let's not talk about Jamestown. Let's not talk about Plymouth Rock, etc., etc. Bridge MCP, laugh it up, Daniel. All right, let's see what else we got. And I have one other story and it goes about Elon Musk. I think I placed it in here. Did I write it up? I think I wrote a little piece on it. Yeah, here we go. Um, as you all know, Elon Musk makes the rule up as he goes, right? He decided to say, it's, uh, it's time. Well, he decided to follow. And he said, it's one thing to hope for a better community online and another very different one to build it. Just ask the users, of administers of journal, journal.host. As it turns out, Elon Musk wants to throw reporters off the channel. He wants to tell folks what they can and cannot do now on, on, uh, on Twitter. In fact, you can't even pass a link to Mastodon anymore or to other competitors. But here's what I'm saying, and this goes for Facebook, Twitter, all of them. We need a decentralized... Absent a, a very tightly regulated private sector in mass communication that we have in Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, uh, YouTube, etc. Absent strong regulation that keeps an equitable or an even playing field, 
We need a decentralized network like we have with Mastodon that I'm just learning about. I just started to create a new password and link, etc., on Mastodon. I'm waiting for approval to get onto journal, journal.host, but it's a journalism uh, Mastodon. But we need to start thinking seriously about decentralization when it comes to uh, things like Facebook. Decentralization doesn't mean, you know, a lot of people like to look at decentralization as removing government as one of the sole vetters, right? Which isn't the case. Because centralization isn't the government. The government actually is we the people, which is all of us, which makes it impossible for us to call it centralization. All right? Let's get that out of the way. Michael Rodney says, Egberto, Twitter removed that limiter about not promoting other networks. You see, things changed so fast, I didn't even know they removed it. It was up, up to yesterday, it was still on. Uh, okay, we also have go donate if you feel compelled, or better yet, sign up and put on license if you die. You know, I was at mixed feelings about that, but I am actually going to go ahead and cave in and allow myself to be a donor. I was always concerned about being a donor because uh, of, of some in the paramedic field who think the lives of some are worth less than the lives of others. And I was always concerned about being just a provider of parts. But after seeing this story, I kept on saying, well, maybe that'll happen sometime, but maybe most of the times it won't and probably should. Uh, big issue for Congress is implication of Ukraine war for U.S. Special Operation Forces. Thank you for that link. Uh, what else am I missing here before we go? We're coming close to the end of the show. As Finland joins NATO, it is building a border wall with Russia. Where did it get that idea? Maybe Brother Trump? I don't know. Build that wall? Build that wall. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Any more stories that you need me to talk about? I have one more. Donating money to medical research? Yeah, I've done that. I've also donated to energy production. It wasn't much, but still, it's about doing it, doing it. I stand against organ harvesting too. I know you do, uh, uh, Lee. Of course you do. I think everybody should, you know. But I, you know, that was just a, I don't know if it's a valid fear or not. It was a fear, however. It was a fear, however. All right, the last story that I really want to talk about is Uncommon Dreams, right? And uh, I, let, let me, uh, I forgot what it, I want to go to the link. Uh, we, where was it? Where was it? Bear with me as I, there it goes. Debate, and it was, it's, it's the story written by Robert Wright. And it's, where is the debate over this bloated, immoral Pentagon budget? Why we're not even debating the largest defense budget in history? This budget is bigger than the budget of Russia and the next seven com countries combined. Why do we need that? Why do we need that? Uh, British says, I need to meet Daniel, start a GoFundMe so I can pay him a visit. Tequila on me. Okay, we're going to have to do that, Bridge. It's going to be called the Bridge MCP Daniel Ledo Reunion. All right. Congress is on track in the coming weeks to give final approval to the national military budget for the fiscal year that is expected to reach about $858 billion or $45 billion more than the president requested. 
All told, more than half of this giant spending budget is going to for-profit companies such as Lockheed, Raytheon, Boeing, General Dynamics, BAE, and Northrop Grumman, whose stock prices are surging. Yep. All you have to put is military in the name and you get all the money you want. I wanted us to call aid to families the the Military Salvation Act. Because if you can't get families... You can't get soldiers. If you can't get soldiers, you don't have an army. So let's call aid for families the Military Salvation Act. I think that would be a good thing. And once you put military in the name, you have no problems getting it funded. Please read the article. I don't have the time to go through it at all today. So please go ahead and read it. It's it's an important article. Robert Reich, I've interviewed him a couple of times. In fact, this weekend I found a couple of interviews that I did with Robert Reich. And I'm preparing it for a couple of days that I'm not going to be doing the show live. So that you guys can see how much has, how much have not changed. Is it how much has not changed or how much have not changed? I think it's how much has not changed. Uh, Let's see. So... Paul Fleming says, anger is always placed at the feet of the weak. If the government followed the law, they would find and arrest the people, corporations hiring illegals, thus having no place to come for work. But the government knows that the types of jobs we have, most Americans will not do, Republicans or hypocrites, Republican politicians, because they fool your people. You're actually right. All right, folks, please remember to support our program. It's very easy to support us. Please go to politicsdoneright.com slash support. Politicsdoneright.com slash support is our all-encompassing way to find out the best ways to support the show. I'll do it one more time. Politicsdoneright.com slash support. Alternatively, please shop at our store. You can go ahead and get your New Year's gift for your friends by shopping at our store. Get a hat. Help us promote the show as well. And don't forget, you can become a YouTube subscriber. Just click join on YouTube. And uh, PayPal, you can support us on PayPal by going to politicsandright.com slash PayPal. And most importantly, we need more patrons. So please consider supporting us at Patreon, politicsandright.com slash Patreon. We need to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Oh. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.